Oh, hi. Welcome in. You're here for the Echoplex Media Broadcast. Oh, great. Me too. Uh, my podcast, the Full Dash Closure Audiobook and Podcast, actually sponsors Echoplex Media. Yeah. We're also on, on podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, you name it. We're, we're on there. Yeah, it's about um, not just the gig economy, but corporate AI and the future of human employment and our economy. Uh, and it's it's really applicable to everybody. I think you'll be fascinated. So check it out. We've actually got uh, 14 episodes now. So um, yeah, yeah, check that out. Let's uh, let's 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 watch Echoplex Media now. Let's see what Dave's up to. The liberals, not the conservatives, are the one who pound, pound, pound. Fuck off, jerk off! Read it to the lyrics! Don't let the fucking milk quench your thirst! 
Hey everybody, welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. So uh, podcast listeners, there's a lot of you out there. Uh, you should follow our Twitch channel. Uh, even if you don't use Twitch, just follow the channel to make me feel good. Uh, you can support this project at eplex.store. There's a couple promotions running during the live show. The bot will tell you about that if you're uh, watching or listening live. And of course, everything else you can find at echoplexmedia.com slash support. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, as many have been doing lately. And this is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the torture stops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong like your local police. Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. 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 to it and we're going to start with a clip from c-span this is a racism uh on c-span let's go to our next caller bobby is in grayson kentucky republican line you're on bobby yeah i'd just like to say that uh if you're for joe biden and kamala harris it's plain and simple you're stupid anything else uh, yeah, and that guy calling saying that white people are bad. That's amazing. 
because uh, you watch OP Live on Rules Channel Saturday and Sunday, you'll see what's happening in this country. The black people are running rampant. The illegals are driving around drunk, no license and stuff, hitting people, and they let them go. Now, so I, I just like to say, all you Democrats out there, y'all need to wise up because you're all stupid and you're too stupid to know it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. She didn't give a fuck. She's like, she's got to be used to that shit. Take it like the open lines on C-SPAN is probably the worst like job because you can't tell those people to go fuck themselves. I wish she would. That'd be great. She'd be like, you know what? Fuck this job. I can get another job. Fuck you. So now we're going to move into, I didn't know where to put that. So I put it first. We're going to move into our target uh, segment of the docket. Unfortunately, here is a uh, Benny Johnson of the Benny Johnson show talking about how target is a for kids. Target is for kids. Target has a Slurpee machine at the front of the store. Target sells like half of target are children's items. It is geared towards family. So this makes it so much worse than what Bud Light did. This is orders of magnitude worse. Bud Light is a three. What Target's doing is a nine on a 10 scale. Nine. All right. Now, even, even gay activists, Chad Felix Green on Twitter, is calling this out. Who's that? Even people... Who, oh, that I would call that guy Digital Gay Face. He got hella mad at me. Chad Felix Green did not like me. He tried to sick his followers on me. The other thing I found out, he like quote tweeted me, right? And nobody came for me because I think the dude bought, I think the dude bought a bunch of followers. Like th this is their identity and this is their lifestyle are saying stores like Target have featured rainbow themed products for years. My favorite pet store has a rainbow leash and jackets for dogs. No one cared. The issue is activism. The products were hostile, aggressive, intentionally provocative. That's why. Wait, what? No. That's the boycott. They are converting by the Did they change the like shades of color they were using? Was the orange just fucking, was it just blaring orange this time? This is a cult. They've hired a Satanist to convert your children into their sex cult. Do you see? No. Do you see? Are your eyes open, ladies? So, ladies, you gotta, and I'm talking right to you, tiger moms, bear, mama bears out there. You gotta take this into your own hands. There's gonna be some inconvenience here, but you're gonna go. You are going to go. If you watch the show, if you're in the Brenny Brigade, you're going to stop shopping at target even for the month of june okay so what like <clears throat> so what happened here too i don't want to spend a lot of time on this but what happened is target kind of kowtowed to these people's demands and then what happened well they started having bomb threats at some of their locations after they kowtowed to these people's demands and so this is like it's really really important that you that fucking people understand that no matter what you do it's never going to be enough like Bending the knee to these people is never going to solve the problem. They're just going to keep going. So I don't give a fuck. Like, target, I'm not targeting my friend. It's a store, right? And this sort of like rainbow washing that a lot of these corporations do is generally pretty bad. But like on the flip side, 
of that is like i can say that i'm you know an out gay man in uh, the bay area right uh, maybe you know and i'm 46 years old for fuck's sake maybe to some 16 year old in a rural area maybe seeing pride shit at target is good actually maybe they feel maybe it they feel more accepted or whatever because of that so i don't know but you know we're not it ain't gonna be the corporations that are gonna fucking save the day for us here folks that's that's the that's the bottom line there i'm afraid so people are like oh this is just some fringe thing that people like ethan schmidt are doing well, no, here's the Heritage Foundation, one of the most well-funded right-wing organizations in the country, sending someone named Sarah Partial Perry into a Target. So apparently the AP is telling everybody that Target is only selling tuck-friendly swimsuits for adults. And they're also apparently pulling some of their merchandise and sticking it in the back of the store in some of their southern stores because of customer outrage. So I want to see if all the fuss is warranted, where they've actually put the Pride stuff. Remember, it's not even Pride Month yet. So come on, we're going to go inside. Hey, guys. Apparently, trans people will always exist. Oh, yes. here we go. Designed for comfort and confidence, tuck-friendly construction with extra crotch coverage. Does this look like an adult swimsuit? No, it doesn't. That's interesting. It's right next to a child mannequin. You too can paint your nails with a pride flag. Oh. Like, why are they mad at this stuff? Lest you wonder what this is being designed for. Hold on, you gotta get the acronym an LGBTQIA plus target design. It's a really, really little kids. How is this any different? This is like functionally not that different than what that piece of shit Ethan Schmidt was doing, right? She's just going, but she's like a, like a regular looking white lady. And I think she'll probably leave the other customers alone. Oh, here we go. We've got more stuff over here for kids. Yes. This is designed by an artist in the United Kingdom who actually identifies as a trans Satanist. Did you know that was a movement? Because I didn't. Dark and satanic with these great pro-trans colors. Once again. But that's grooming. that's not grooming. What are you talking about? Also Satanism. Your favorite pride parade gingerbread float. Oh, those, that's super so cute. I want the gingerbread. I want the pride gingerbread house. These were only All she's doing is advertising these products. Christmas celebrating the birth of christ but what do i know oof now that's just plain bad yeah that is kind of ugly multiple body type fit and gender expressions which is just another way of saying completely shapeless but those are just shorts those want. are like casual shorts what are they what are they supposed section? to lady i'm not gonna i'm not a fashion critic lady but like why don't you take a look at what you're wearing your pants are pulled up real high i mean now we have a subsection of a subsection be proud but it's specifically for latinx communities who are not really gender normative and for babies ask me about my pronouns well look at me what do you think my pronouns are oh it's not even pride month yet oh well i mean if any doubting is transpiring you want to break the mold and your story matters but that could be about anything where's my section see what else we got over here to decorate your dorm room this is exactly what we want we want 
iron-on patches for pride. Sure. Iron-on patches for gender queerness. Oh, sure. Got more, got more expressions. Hold on. Your lesbian iron-on patches. Yeah, that's fine. How many? I bet lesbians love iron-on patches, actually. Bisexual. Oh, your trans flag. Wait, what? Once again, the ugliest design I've ever seen in my life. These are like casual clothes, though. Isn't that like work clothes? That's okay, but not for me because that again is hideous. But that's work clothes. Do you know your chosen family is love? And apparently also includes aliens and people who get way too drunk at parties and put lampshades on their heads. Yeah. This looks a little more heteronormative, although it's hard to say at this point because it's all bleeding into other sections. Pride socks. Those look like they're socks for adults. Guys. And so, so are apparently are warm feet. I would like to talk to the design team because, again, just because it's rainbow doesn't mean it's attractive. Well, then you don't you don't buy it. Section, even if I was queer, because it's ugly. Not a phase, lest we believe that kids will grow out of their gender confusion. Target's here to tell you that they're going to groom you into really being convinced that you're going to be this way forever. Once again. Do you work at a truck stop? But Maybe they do. This is the opening salvo of the store. It is right here at the front. There's the exit. There's the Starbucks, conveniently. And we know where Starbucks stands. But we haven't even started Pride Month. We just came out of the store. First of all, you're assaulted visually by what they're selling right in the front. It is the first... Were you assaulted visually, lady? ...display that you see when you go in. First of all... The clothing's horrifically ugly. Second of all, Target's lie if they're telling you that they're actually only selling tuck-friendly swimsuit for adults and not for kids, because we definitely saw tuck-friendly swimsuits for kids. Third of all, there are items in there designed specifically for children, many of them actually, that go specifically to our concerns about grooming young people into a lifestyle when they don't even have a notion either of their sex or gender because they're too young or will ultimately grow out of it when they get older. In fact, studies say 70 to 90% of them will. That hasn't bothered Target. Target's more interested in catering to their woke agenda than they are actually meeting the needs of the average consumer. So my suggestion, avoid shopping at Target. <laughs> yes, Target famously bad at making money. They're not they're not trying to understand the needs of the people who give them money. Famous giant corporation, one of the most popular retailers in America, just famously bad at making money. <laughs> so up next we got a uh, Charlie Kirk with some other dude and um he's going to explain to us the only thing that uh, Target understands actually. Welcome back. In just a minute, we'll have Rich Barris back, but there's something really exciting happening with Target, everybody. So Target has a Target on their back. Okay, why are you using a $500 microphone, but then the audio is clearly from a telephone? Target is freaking out. Target is holding emergency meetings. They're worried that they're losing their customer base. Everybody, keep the pressure on. We need to go after Target in a very serious way. 
It is time for decent, ordinary Americans who do not believe in radical ideas in either direction to just say, I will not allow my kids to be corrupted by this trans agenda. And it looks, Target is, it looks like they're caving. They say they're putting the clothes in the back. I don't want, I want Target to go bankrupt. I want them to close. I want Chapter 11, okay? Somebody well, else can buy them up. No, Somebody I, conservative. Well, it's going to be a bunch of empty buildings. Yeah, no, I want. Yeah, Target, we're going to go bankrupt. They're like, again, they're one of the, they're one of the, they're one of the most popular retailers tailors in the country. They're, I haven't looked it up, but I bet they're very profitable. Them to go chapter eleven. People say, "What does success look like?" Chapter eleven. Okay, I want, I want skull and bones all the way down to the, 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 the absolute nails of the stores. Wait, what? That's the only thing they understand is force. Pain is a teacher. And the pain of crossing the line to pervert our children and grooming them, it's going to be a lesson I hope corporate America watches because ordinary America is pushing back. We must push for the bankruptcy of Target. Make it happen, everybody. <laughs> is that bad for the economy? Don't these people, aren't these people like supposed to love the economy and business? Like Target's not going bankrupt anytime soon. Um, this is even, this is going to be like a blip on the radar for them. They sell so much fucking stuff you ever go to a target and nobody's in line so up next we got candace owens and uh she's going to tell you who and what you are if you shop at target what i can appreciate at the very least about someone like eric Carnell is that at least he's acknowledging that transgenderism is in fact satanic it is a version of the truth. It is meant to harm people. It is meant to target, pun very much intended, children with this harmful ideology. It is meant to convince them to commit to decisions that will ultimately ruin their lives. You do not get your private parts back once you start to experiment with them. There's no way that you can reverse those sorts of trends. And they are aware of that. People are conscious about that. And so finally, I would say we have as I said earlier, found a topic and a subject that we are saying absolutely not to. Conservatives have responded to Target by saying we will not shop there. We are planning to boycott Target. And guess what's happened? Well, the alarms went off at Target. The CEO and other directors on their team met because they are concerned that they must get they, that they might become bud lighted, which is to say that they can completely sink their company because they have committed to this ideology. And now I am imploring every single person that is watching this to double down. OK, we have them nervous. We have them cornered. It is very simple for you to commit to never shopping at Target again. There is nothing that Target has that you cannot get somewhere else. Okay, we cannot just be the individuals that lament and complain and try to explain that the world is all going into a horrible direction. And yet we do nothing about it in our personal capacity. We cannot continue to be those individuals. I think that my colleague, Matt Walsh, probably said it best in this tweet. He wrote, the goal is to make pride toxic for brands. If they decide to shove this garbage in our face. They should know that they'll pay a price. It won't be worth whatever they think they'll gain. First, Bud Light, and now Target. Our campaign is making progress. Let's keep going. And he is absolutely right. It is making progress. It is absolutely right that we have them scared. As I said, we have them backed into a corner. And now is absolutely the time for us to pounce. So do not shop at Target. 
or else you're gay and you're a pervert. And that's all I have to say about that. Hold on. I'm going to shut the show down. I'm going to go be gay and perverted at Target right now. I think we could all maybe meet up at Target. I know some of y'all live in San Jose. We meet at the one uh, over here on the south side. Not going to be too specific about where I live. But, uh, you know, we could, we could all meet there and just be uh, gay perverts together at Target. Uh, she was saying that they met to be to talk about um, the potential financial ramifications of this. That's that's not what Target said. And uh, like I'm not fucking Target's best friend or anything here. Just a company. But I think they met because their employees were saying that they were concerned. Some of their employees had said that they're concerned about their safety. And so, you know, it's easier to sell your uh, merchandise if your uh, employees are um, not being assaulted or harmed. So, yeah, they had a conversation about that. It's unfortunate, but it, nothing's going to happen. Like, Target's just going to keep selling this. Like, they wouldn't have it there if nobody's buying it. People are buying it. That's why it's there. And that's how stores work. Speaking of how stores work, here's uh, Ben Collins, the uh, senior dystopia beat reporter for uh, NBC to also talk a little bit about how stores work. Hey, everybody. Uh, so I just want to make something very clear. Target does not sell this T-shirt. See what says Satan respects pronouns? They don't sell that shirt. They've never sold that shirt. And they have especially never sold it to kids. But if you were to read some far right Twitter accounts or some uh, Facebook posts from people you've never even heard of but went viral on there, uh, you might come to that conclusion. Um, but I think I need to back up and tell you guys how stores work, maybe. Maybe this, maybe this will help out uh, with some confusion here. Um, they did sell a fanny pack. They sold a fanny pack that says, We Belong Everywhere. It's from the same company. It's from the same British retailer. But they did not sell a shirt that says Satan Respects Pronouns. Uh, and that's because stores do this thing where they buy certain products from certain distributors. For example, if you go to Guitar Center, you can buy this really sick axe or you can buy this really good piano from Yamaha, uh, but you cannot buy this YZF R1M <laughs> motorcycle because that uh, is not what Guitar Center sells. Because that's how stores work. Um, and if you want to take even a further step back here, I think it's important to note Really quickly, I'm going to read you a quote from a guy named Matt Walsh from last month. He's a conservative podcaster, and he said this. Here's what we should do. Pick a victim, gang up on it, and make an example of it. We can't boycott every woke company, or even most of them, but we can pick one. It hardly matters which, and target it with a ruthless boycott campaign. Claim one scalp, then move on to the next. That's the important thing here. If you are following this target uh, has gone woke thing that has done serious damage to their stock price and has threatened people in their stores, then you are falling for a far-right harassment campaign that is being laundered through the mainstream media. Fuck yeah, Ben. Ben doesn't do a lot of video. Ben's a really good reporter. Um, seems like a super nice guy, too. I'd love to have Ben on um, Love to have Ben on the show, but we're not big enough to get Ben Collins on this show, I don't think. So, here we need a little bit of comedy. I don't run a lot from this guy, Brett Tarun, Tarun, but this one's pretty funny. He he's talking about what happened. What happened when he sent his kid to Target? This one I watched this to make sure that it wasn't lame. This one's pretty funny. I was at Hooters watching Fox News, drinking a few beers, and my son comes up to me. I, I think he's eight. He comes up to me and he says, "Daddy, can I go over to Target and play Nintendo Switch?" 
And it was just across the parking lot. I said, you go ahead, but you be careful. Don't you go near that Bud Light display. And not 10 minutes and two beers later, he comes walking into Hooters covered head to toe in rainbows. There were rainbows all over the place, all over that shirt. And there were, there were scissors doing all kinds of this crap on it. And I don't even know what that is, but I know I don't like it. He walked past the gay pride display at Target and he bought up every piece of clothing they had with the no money he makes and not having a job. And he walked over to Hooters. He looked right up at me and he said, Daddy, I'm gay now. I'm trans now and poly. And I had to say it through anger and tears. I looked at him and I said, no son of mine's going to be gay or trans or a parrot. And Target, it was within walking distance. So I drove over there. I marched right in. I found the first red shirt and khakis I could find. I said, hey, is this pet smart? And they said, no, sir, this is Target. I said, well, if it ain't pet smart, then why are y'all grooming in here, huh? And this ain't some kind of school shooting or sexual abuse at a church this is serious this is satanic <laughs> and you can't tell by my words and actions but i'm a christian you know what that means it means if i don't like something everybody else is gonna hear about it and i'll do everything i can to be a turd in your punch bowl you know most people they'd say i i don't like punch no thank you you go ahead you enjoy not me this ain't my party, but I'll poop if I want to. So today I'm going to raise my emotional support beer to Target. Because you're going to need it after this boycott. And another... <coughs> I got so much <coughs> gay pride glitter in my lungs. Tony, Tony, get the pressure washer. We're going to have to hose this thing down. <coughs> uh, I, I love that guy. Some of his stuff... A lot of times I think his stuff's like a little lame or kind of like ham-fisted, but that, I thought that one was pretty funny. Uh, so up next, we have a uh, blaze TV host, Steve Deese, uh, talking about Mike Pence and uh, Disneyland, which, you know, I have my own uh, theories about Mike Pence, but that's, I don't think that's what Steve Deese is going to be talking about here. If you are shocked, Mike Pence sided against the morality he claims to be so ardently for and with those who are out to eradicate it at every turn. I cannot help you. That's not sarcasm. Literally, I am telling you, I can't help you. Straight up. You are beyond help, at least my ability to help you, and maybe any mere human being. I mean, you are in the need of a soul transplant or... A soul transplant, everybody. Get your soul transplants right here. Wait a minute. They would... Isn't a soul transplant fucking demonic? Wouldn't... If I... If... That's demonic, right? You can't transplant someone's soul. He'd been lobotomized, one or the other. Um, because that's the, the least surprising news ever, every time it happens. If you want to be on the losing side of an issue... Find out where Mike Pence is. Find out. Follow the forlorn. Follow the forlorn look. Follow Wait, who's that? Look. Yes, there it is. There it is. Yes. Follow the forlorn look. Follow it. And look at Larry Kudlow. Yes, yes, yes. Let Disney groom the kids. Let Disney groom the kids because, I mean, I've got a few Disney stock in my portfolio and I'm not rich enough. So, yes. 
Cut those genitals off, Disney. Yes. Yes. I need that yield. Not a joke. Not a joke. No, none of this is funny. That's what you saw. That's what you watched. You know, they say that, you know. Why did Glenn Beck even hire this guy? This guy's not even good at this. A tree by its fruit. I'm kind of thinking. And I say this as someone who has struggles in this area and has been brutal and, brutal and openly honest about it for years. Wait, what? But I'm kind of thinking. On the grand scale of things. Smearing the brethren, slandering the brethren, siding consistently against the brethren. But I make sure I don't meet alone with any woman. I'm just saying. And I'm, I'm fine with the Billy Graham rule. Totally fine with it. But I'm just saying that that's a little bit Christ to the Pharisees. You know, you guys talk in every hour. Wait, what, Billy Graham? Excuse me, that's a weird... Oh, dill, come in and spice. Yeah, you reject... Yeah, you, you keep the letter of the law, yet you reject the spirit of it. But he is... And he is. He is the poster child for what has been in our pulpits for decades. And that's the number one reason this country is in the sorry shape it's in right now. So is he complaining that like religious, like preachers or whatever are, um, not bigoted enough. Is that what he's saying? That like the, the, that even like many people on the religious right are just not as hateful as they once were. It's the exact opposite of what de Tocqueville didn't actually say. This is often associated with de Tocqueville. He didn't quite say it the way. This quote actually originates with Dwight Eisenhower, who was essentially connecting dots of de Tocqueville, but it's not a direct quote. Like de Tocqueville? What the, the fuck is this guy talking about? She is good. I saw the fire emanating from her pulpits. What happens when the fire goes out, though, from the pulpits? If that's true, the opposite has to be true, right, guys? Otherwise, it's a fallacy, right? Sure. So when the fire goes out from the pulpits, then what happens? No longer good, right? Yes. Therefore, um, no sure. Great. And we're not. Like, I'm a better broadcaster than this guy. Like, what the There's fuck is this? Right now that has more nuclear weapons than anybody else. That's not the making of a great country. History is replete with nations that were the greatest empire ever known until they weren't. So there's Mike Pence, the pious. Mike the pious. Jumping on Fox News to say, yes, Disney. Trans those kids, pollute those kids, demonically influence those kids. Man, this guy is Florida's fucking spitting. Isn't good enough. Soul rape those children, Disney. Whoa, dude, fucking chill out, but bro, bro, you, bro, you, fucking yo, your homophobia is just it's it's weird. It's not just bigoted. Your homophobia is weird, and I'm uncomfortable. A technocratic conservatism. Hell, literally, no. Hell, no. Hell no. Literally hell. No. No hell literally. There's a lot of pastors in the last few years that have decided to either essentially get bought off by Trump or 
act totally mystified as to why a character such as him rose to such prominence. We've talked about the, the sure. bought off by Trump crowd quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pimp slap around the other group for a few minutes. You You're not going to, you, 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 you do not, you, you cannot, I'm sorry. Like I, I got to draw the line here. You, you're not going to pimp slap anybody. Uh, it's Monday. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's start it off with right, a bang. L- 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 we're gonna we're gonna reach back like a pimp and slap you for a few minutes here. Wait, what? Walk. No, I yo, you would you would just not. You're you're the reason why they did, because he's you and you're him. I gotta tell you, man, I've had plenty of differences with Donald Trump over the years. Okay. I would put the future of this country in his hands before I would the majority of American evangelical pastors or even a consortium of them. Because at some point, might not be the point I like, might be the point of his own personal ego, might be the point of his own personal privilege. At some point, though, he'll throw a damn punch. And who? And right now, we are so besieged, just blindly throwing punches in a dark room, you'll eventually connect with someone who deserves one, fair? No, no, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. As opposed to... If I'm in a dark room, and there's a bunch of people there, and I know one of them, let's say, let's say I could determine through some kind of, that I knew for 100% fact that one of them needed to get punched in the face, but you're in a dark room, you just go around swinging your fists indiscriminately that's no you're gonna end up punching everybody else the odds that you're gonna fight like this doesn't even make sense on its own terms here and my khakis are very pleated this morning and my sweater vest is wrinkle free and my pimp hand is strong and i can't wait till next week when the weather warms up because it's time to bust out the hawaiian shirts what does this mean? Is he a boogaloo boy? I don't think he's a boogaloo boy. You're why? Me? You're why? I mean, stop stop asking questions. Stop questioning people. Look in the mirror. You're why, boy who can shave. Wait, what? You're why, guy in the pulpit that nobody, no male under the age of 21 has ever looked at and said, I want to be that guy when I grow up. You're why? You're why? Okay, what the fuck is this? Because you're not only no threat whatsoever against the demonic spirit of the age, <laughs> you will turn on us. <laughs> well, maybe because you're a fucking maniac. And turn us in. And that's who Mike Pence is. That's him. Never in a million years. Never in a listen. I'm not a big fan of Mike Pence, but I can understand maybe him not being a big fan of the people or that were like outside the outside the fucking Congress yelling, "Hang Mike Pence! Hang Mike Pence!" I could imagine maybe, maybe even a monster like Mike Pence would realize, "Ooh, this is this is bad. These people are bad." Million years. Literally, if he was the last candidate on Earth, and the demonic spirit of the age. I'm just checking out at that point. Never in a million years. Never. You've been checked out this whole time, dude. And total quizzling wimp. 
who is symbiotic of much of what has been in our pulpits for the last generation. That guy may not be a threat to steal your wife, but he's a threat to your wife and kids nevertheless. Why? What? I, I don't know. I guess I got nothing. I mean, I usually, you know, I try to say something after a clip that we play, but I got nothing. That was weird. I, I feel, I just feel very uncomfortable. And there's maybe a little bit of residue from what we experienced last night going on here. It may not just be this that, that's making me feel uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, Steve Deese is not a very good broadcaster. Um, I am a better broadcaster than Steve Deese, I think. Um, I would like to uh, have him on for Conspiracy Bingo sometime to see what he has to say about some of the stuff that we watch on Conspiracy Bingo, mostly because it would make me look like an even better broadcaster to have somebody on who sucks at broadcasting as bad as Steve Deese. I know kind of what he was saying. He's like, oh, Mike Pence is soft and he's not like a hardcore Christian nationalist. And I want a hardcore Christian nationalist. But he didn't even say that in an effective way. He used a lot of words and none of them were very forceful. There was no real calls to action. There was nothing there. It was empty. It was empty and stupid. And it took forever. He had no point, and he took seven minutes to say nothing. Speaking of taking a long time to say nothing, uh, Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy for president on a Twitter space with uh, Elon Musk and a bunch of other, you know, horrible, worst people on the internet. So uh, here's some of the <laughs> the highlights. Right now, just silence. There's 382,000 people in the room. All right, great. So let's see. So they just keep crashing, huh? Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> a, just a massive number of people online, so it's um, servers are straining somewhat. Um, It's still going. It's just nothing's happening. This is great so far. I'm really glad I didn't listen to it. I'm glad it's, we're just checking out the highlights. Um, all right, we're just uh, reallocating more uh, server capability uh, to be able to handle load here. It's uh, really going going crazy. So okay, they're not reallocating servers to handle this. Like, their their system is set up to like scale and reallocate resources as they're as it's required. Their shit just doesn't work. Um, yeah, I'm obviously very excited to um, have uh, Governor DeSantis uh, make this. Uh, (laughs) 
fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. I got another clip of it. Obviously, we're not going to be uh, running any clips of anything that happens successfully. Here's another one. Uh, it is <laughs> it just keeps crashing, huh? Oh, man. This one's from the recount. Check this out. Let's see. So, are we on? Yeah, I think so. Um, just to simplify this. I think we're just going to use your. <clears throat> I think we're just going to use your. This is amazing. <laughs> Anybody watch it, listening to the podcast, you have no idea. We're just watching nothing happen on this Twitter space. All right, great. So let's see. So if we just keep crashing, huh? Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> a, just a massive number of people online, so it's um, servers are straining somewhat. Um, Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. They didn't even like there, there was like a, probably a, a Twitch, like a Twitch stream that was like, had more people on it at the time. And it was like serving high definition video. So like, this isn't, this isn't the pro they should have done it on discord or something. Like there's, there's just no way that, that, that they don't have enough server capacity to deal with a little bit of audio. It's that their shit's broken. So here's more, <laughs> here's more. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, it's certainly uh, an, an incredible honor to uh, have Governor DeSantis uh, make this uh, stark announcement. <laughs> I've got like old music. shit was so broken it was everybody was laughing everybody everybody was laughing it would have been a great time for uh youtube to just jump in and be like there's a lot of people uh watching uh, one of our streams right now uh, in 4k actually so here's a pretty funny take on the desantis twitter space and i feel like i feel like what's going to happen here is that donald trump is just going to be using this this failure thing he's going to run so many commercials about this because it was just such a terrible way to do it. Like you could just launch your, you could launch your campaign like on TV and then maybe go to a Twitter space to talk about it. And if that fails, at least you were able to launch your campaign. These guys want all want so badly to be Elon Musk's friend. And that's so weird. Anyway, here's a, here's, here's something that someone put together to kind of compare and contrast some things here. We are uh, kind of melting the servers. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know 
Sentiment to freedom and his willingness to put his money where his mouth is. Upset the narrative, upset the narrative control, control imposed on us by our government. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, Governor DeSantis uh, make this up. We're just trying. Just trying to get it going. <laughs> I'm just trying to get it going. Oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing that ever happened. Here's a. Uh, here's actually the best part I think of the Twitter space. This is the best part of the Twitter space. This is where uh, David Sachs, who uh, is just a ghoul, like a Silicon Valley ghoul. This is once I guess they figured out how to make the Twitter space work. He's gonna. This is where he asked Ron DeSantis about Bitcoin. Point, and that is a, a term that's very familiar to uh, crypto companies in Silicon Valley and fintech companies. Basically, it refers to an effort by the federal government, including the SEC, to basically regulate. Uh, blockchain and crypto companies out of existence. They really feel like they're being driven out of the country. And I'm not talking about scammy ones or the totally fake ones like FTX, but really high quality, uh, good companies, including companies that are public like uh, Coinbase. And these guys are basically begging the government for just a framework. They're just like, tell us how to operate legally and we'll do it. Um, you know, I guess where, where do you come down on this? Um, what, what is your view, I guess, uh, broadly of Bitcoin and people's right to hold Bitcoin and to transact Bitcoin and Dogecoin? You have every right to do Bitcoin. The only reason did you hear Elon jumped in, he's like, and Dogecoin don't like it is because they don't control it and they're central planners and they want to have control over society. And so Bitcoin represents a threat to them. And so, as you're saying, they're trying to regulate it out of existence. Look. Could Congress enact a statute to uh, ban things like Bitcoin under the Constitution? They may be able to do. I would oppose that. Uh, I think we should. You, people should be able to do Bitcoin. But Congress has never addressed this um, in this in this fashion. And for the bureaucracy to just do it um, on their own and make it so people can't operate in that space—that's what we mean when we say we've got to return the government to the people's elected representatives who are our voice to be able to make these decisions. And so uh, uh, Ron, Ron DeSantis is like the black hole uh, the of charisma to do uh, things like like Bitcoin. Uh, I think these are people that are that are sophisticated. They can make decisions. There's risks involved with it. Uh, but but let them do that. I just do not have an itch to have to control um, everything that people may be doing um, in this space. And I think that the current regime clearly they have it out for Bitcoin, and if it continues for another four years, you know, they'll probably end up killing it. I don't know that that's the case. I think I think Bitcoin's probably here to stay. Some of the other <clears throat> coins are just too unstable. Bitcoin is probably here to stay, and I don't think anything anybody's going to be able to do anything about it. But I also don't think Ron DeSantis knows anything about cryptocurrency. I don't know that much about it either, but I'm not running around talking about it. Um. Here's uh, the official video that Ron DeSantis put out that said he was running for president, which is what he probably should have done instead of the Twitter space. Now that we've uh, now that we have a little bit of hindsight here. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet. And the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. 
Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president. Ron DeSantis? Our great American comeback. You know, the great thing about that video is it worked. People were able to view it. There was no problems. And Elon Musk wasn't in it. Another great thing. No David Sachs in that video either. So that that was uh, way better messaging, even though like he's, he, he lacks charisma. He's not, you know, he doesn't have much of a chance. I don't think even if even if Trump weren't in the picture, there'd be somebody that uh, has more charisma or whatever. who I think would have a, a better chance than uh, one Mr. Ron DeSantis. So <clears throat> funny enough. Uh, Ron went on uh, Fox News, a thing that everybody was able to tune into. Um, and they're talking about the uh, ostensibly they're supposed to be talking about the war in Ukraine. But, you know, the, the DeSantis being a one trick pony, he's just going to talk about wokeism. All right. You uh, wore the uniform. If you are elected president, you may be the first one in a while uh, to have worn the uniform. How would you address the ongoing war? in Eastern Europe between Russia and Ukraine on day one of a Ron DeSantis presidency? Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our, our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, you talk about gender ideology, you talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission that would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, but he's not saying shit about Ukraine. As commander in chief, and I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military, and I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a, a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025, uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get enmeshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. But that's like a thing that nobody's really calling for. So uh, good for you, Ron. Yeah, he has no, like, he, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. He's not going to win. He's not even, uh, he's, he's not, I don't even know if he'll, he'll get like 20%. I think he's just going to get walloped. Whatever. Uh, here's a guy named Eli Crane. He's from Arizona and uh, he seems like he's not okay and probably should not be in the House of Representatives. Ms. Murphy, does it concern you some of the uh, revelations that have been coming out of the Oversight Committee about the millions of dollars that have been paid to the Biden family recently? I'm not aware of money being paid to the Biden family. Oh, you're not aware of that at all? No, sir. That's interesting. You're the, you, you work for the FBI, right? Yes, sir, I do, but I would respectfully refer you to the, the investigators over that case. I'm sure we can get you a brief on that. The, that is not a case that, that I handle. 
Yeah, well, I don't need a brief on that, ma'am, to know that there are nation states that have paid millions of dollars to the Biden family. And that's one of the reasons that we're having this hearing. That's one of the reasons that America... Well, then why are you asking your questions about it if you already know the answer? ...flying over the U.S. for an entire week. That's why they're so concerned that they see these Chinese police stations being set up here, and they're wondering... How- <laughs> this go on this doesn't make any sense oh man he's been watching the stew peters show the president of the united states is involved and entangled for many years now in multiple business deals that the president claims he knows nothing about and you ma'am you sit here before the homeland security committee our job is to protect the homeland and you act as if you don't know anything about it Do you understand why the American people are concerned, ma'am? Yes or no? I understand why American people should be concerned about the threat from the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Do you see any connections with what I talked about when I was talking about elite capture? Do you see, are you connecting the dots at all? No, sir. You don't connect the dots? (laughs) No, I don't connect the dots. So your job is to protect the American people. I just read you what elite capture is, the summary, the definition of elite capture. Everybody knows in this town what's going on. Everybody knows what's coming out of these committee hearings right now. And it's pretty sad coming from somebody who, as a young man, wanted to be a part of your organization. Oh, well, why aren't you an FBI agent, sir? Could it be because you're crazy? Like he thinks he wrecked her, right? He has to, he's, he's like up there going, oh, I'm absolutely destroying this FBI agent lady. And she's like, she's like just confused. She was clearly confused. She has no idea what she, what he's talking about. <laughs> she was like, uh, you could, if there's an investigation going on, I'm not a part of it. I could maybe refer you to someone else. Like, and he's just like, oh, I got her. <laughs> he just looks like an idiot. He looks like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I couldn't figure, I mean, I more or less know what he's talking about, but that's because I watch shows like the Stu Peters show and shows because I have like a, because I go on rumble and I have telegram accounts like that I, that I use to find like what, what the crazies are talking about. That guy's media diet's the same as mine, except he believes it all. I think. Anyway, here's here's something fun. Here's uh, Marjorie the Gathering uh, asking everybody in the House of Representatives to obey some decorum. The members are reminded to abide by decorum of the House. Yo, that's not just the Democrats laughing at her, I don't think. Wait, what is she even doing there? She's not even the Speaker of the House. The House will be in order. (laughs) Okay, Marge. The House will be in order. Uh, you, you, You love to see it. Just the absolute disrespect. And I think that was bipartisan disrespect. I don't think that there were a whole bunch of Republicans over there going, oh, you know, she's a serious person asking for decorum. That may have been bipartisan. May have been the most bipartisan thing that happened in the House of Representatives this week. 
So we got a uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, he and some shit. Things aren't going great for uh, old Ken Paxton this week. The motions to quash that were presented on all 39 subpoenas were reviewed by an independent uh, judge who took action immediately and quashed all subpoenas. The senior staff took it upon themselves to, um, to then provide that information, the, the quash subpoena uh, ruling, to those who were affected by the grand jury subpoenas that were sought. And again, there were two general targets of the grand jury subpoenas. One were the financial institutions and individuals related to Nate Paul's civil litigation and civil litigation concerning Nate Paul controlled entities. And number two, law enforcement related to the federal investigation, including magistrate judge and other law enforcement personnel. The first part, the financial institutions, some of those banks were associated with the mini litigation, the mini foundation lawsuit and litigation. The second part, the law enforcement related information would have been information that could have been part of the open records request that was initially sought and covered by Ms. Boos. So um, just I want to summarize really succinctly, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but what what your investigation of allegations by whistleblowers tells us is that the attorney general himself chose to hire an attorney with five years experience based on the recommendation of Nate Paul's attorney, give that attorney some job title that doesn't even exist with the office of the attorney general and somehow give him the authority to issue 39 subpoenas to go after business interests for an individual and law enforcement that is conducting an investigation on that individual. That's correct. Yep, that's corrupt. That is fucking textbook corruption. You hire one of your cronies and have them go <clears throat> after your political enemies or the political enemies of somebody maybe who's in your pocket. So there's more on this. There's other channels that probably do a better job of talking about this kind of stuff. Check them out because this this is going to be great. Ken Paxton was <clears throat> impeached. He's been uh, removed from his duties pending uh, the trial, and he's probably going to get removed from office permanently because he's cor so corrupt that even the Texas Republican party just can't stand by their man. Just can't do it. Just so blatantly corrupt. So we're going to take a look real quick. We're, we've been following this story for a couple weeks. They, they, everybody swears that there's informants, uh, Hunter Biden, there's informants, there's informants everywhere. We have, we have informants, we have whistleblowers, but they're just, they're like that, you know, when your friend had a, a, a girlfriend who went to another school and you couldn't, couldn't introduce you. Oh, you don't know her. She goes to another school. That's the sort of what's going on with the, the claims about the whistleblowers and informants. They're like either in court or in jail, all kind of weird shit, but they're, they're real. I swear they're real. They're, the informants are real. You just can't talk to them. I mean, the way that, that my staff and I interpreted it was there were multiple 1023. So it could have been the same well, informant that the sources. FBI met with multiple times. But do you have multiple sources is what I'm asking. It could be multiple sources or it could be one. Uh, <laughs> it could be anything, actually. Again, the, the name 
of the uh, of the informant is is okay. confidential, right? Okay. So, uh, anyway, Jake, there used to be ten. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Yeah, keep we keep up the good work. You can't even keep. I thought there were ten whistleblowers. Now there's maybe one or multiple, or you can't know their name. Uh, she goes to another school. <laughs> oh my God. What a what a horrible like they're not even able to do a smear job. Like this is this isn't even a, they're they're doing like a bad job of doing a smear job here. This is supposed to be easy. They're supposed to stay on message and keep their keep their lies straight and fucking some number of people will believe them and they can grandstand on it, but they can't even do that. So here's a Democratic voter from New Jersey on the on a panel. Um talking to Pete Hagaseth about Republican uh, book banning and uh, censorship laws. I think this lady should probably run for office. Janine, uh, as a Democrat leading toward Biden, what, is, what would you like to see from, from a president in uh, Let's see. I'm going to pick education, and I'm going to say that education is a key issue in our society. So I want no books banned. I'm very anti-anything being banned. You don't want your kid to read it? That's fine. I want my kid to read a little so bit what of about everything. Like 2,500 books banned so far, Will. Trans, yeah. The trans I, they, advocacy she can, I have one daughter. She can, read, she can read whatever she wants to read at an age appropriate to what she so is. So how about like but the Bible? Any, but what I if want, we wanted to teach the Bible? Well, I'm Catholic. I've, I've already taught her about the Bible because so, well, I'm Catholic. But no, what so, about in school? So absolutely. Though? Oh, in school? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. God, can have gotten separation, school. Separation of church. And then That's all not history, the Constitution. All history should thing. be taught. He's lying. The separation, of con- the separation of church and state is in the Constitution. They're just like, oh, it doesn't say those exact words, but it's like Congress shall enact no law respecting the establishment of a religion. And there should be no religious test to hold office. That is separation of church and state. In American history, Native American history, Latino history, um, you know, Asian history, Caucasian history, all history should be taught in public schools. So I'm going to say I'm very pro-education. It's, it's so interesting because education mm-hmm. will be a topic cutting mm-hmm. in both directions. Very pro-education. You described it differently than I think some, many of our other panelists Which means would that as well. DeSantis is a thumbs down because he doesn't want to educate people on black history. And so I take that as a well, personal I think affront. DeSantis being a black woman. Wait, wait, your anti-blackness that. is showing. That's a, that's a false anti- statement. And he can, you can be anti-black and be black. So his anti-black. You want to keep black. I love her. School plantation. Put your slip back in. School. Whoa, dude. <laughs> School choice is a civil rights issue. Separation right? of church and state. It's the Underground Railroad to give black and brown children an opportunity in this country. Well, you're country. anti-black history. You just told oh, me no. that. I, I don't think anyone is anti-black no, history. He, he that is saying a that before. hyperbole mm-hmm. on top of whether you want a radical Marxist theory and critical race theory being taught to kids that divides them. That doesn't pill. make you anti-black history. Yeah. <laughs> that lady was great. She was fantastic. She like, oh, honey, the guy behind her. Oh, I, I like her. She should run for office. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I heard this song. Now you have to. We're using the word song a little bit loosely here. Yeah. yeah. Tentinal shoppers. Tentinal shoppers. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cleanup yeah. on every aisle. Yeah. yeah. Target yeah. is targeting your kids. Yeah. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap, and I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop, yeah, you know we gonna win when they target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. It's hard on mute, this is what somebody said on chat, that's funny. Target, target, if you're, 
if you're on the podcast, you're on the audio only or whatever, you gotta like check out the show notes so you can see this video. Trying to play with the kids. It's the mayor of Megaville. I'm preaching again. You know the LGBTQ don't went too far. You know they cutting these kids, they leaving trannies with scars. Whoa, dude, yikes, dude, fuck this guy. Oh yeah, he was able to like say a bunch of slurs, but then he said shh instead of shit because he thinks it's bad to say bad words. I think those were bottles of booze. Yeah, they, target kids. The news they were showing bottles of booze while going, they target kids. Well, no, kids can't buy those bottles of booze. They check your ID at the fucking checkout. That was a bottle of booze. Protesting till they close and they ain't gonna be missed. Pride shirts in the kids' clothing section. Why they trying to mess with the kids and give misconceptions? They manipulating minds and making evil impressions. Got little boys tucking out by the time they kids got depression. We need to clean up on every island side. This dark Satan resides. Wash it with the blood of Christ. It's needed here, so we don't think twice. They think with a Satanist. We gon' know this is the end God is coming for revenge Target is targeting They put a target on my back But they're targeting your kids They don't even need to ask Cause you all know what it is Yeah, that's why I keep a strap But those are just tampons Why is he He's like grabbing tampons What? I'm always by my bears This agenda gotta stop Yeah, you know we gonna win When they target, target Yeah, they target in Target so now they're not allowed to sell tampons? Oh my god, that was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. So if, if people hang out for Conspiracy Bingo, you might recognize the main singer. He was at the last Clay Clark event we watched on here, one of those Reawaken America events. And he just like straight up walked up and is like, they're, they're drinking baby blood. He just went straight like blood libel at that event. That guy's crazy absolutely fucking crazy and that song sucked and they were like they kept showing bottles of what i th chat says prosecco but it, yeah they look like wine bottles and they're like targeting your kids targeting your kids your kids can't buy those bottles of wine and alcohol makers fucking have been like putting rainbows on their shit forever because like especially gay men we tend to go to the bars in, later into life and so it's good marketing actually just just so people know Anyway, here is, this is the valedictorian from uh, Sioux City West High School, and uh, he's pretty cool. I, I like this. I like this valedictorian. He uh, probably did not get this speech approved, and uh, good for him. In final words, I would like to throw, throw the first brick into our future, break the glass ceiling, and stand up for the rights of others. I've been meaning to do this all year. Support trans rights and read banned books. Don't let us take away, don't let them take away our love. 
Don't let them ban the books of the people we love. And don't stop fighting, for we are the class of 2023. And no matter what they say, what they do, they cannot stop us, for they can ban this book, but they cannot take it away from us. So. I love you all. He seemed pissed, <clears throat> but that was good. I mean, these, you know, this is an 18 year old, not always going to be the best public speakers, but like more and more of the kids are like talking shit. And I, I like it. I like it. This, this generation of kids coming up is <clears throat> just the queerest generation of kids ever. And unlike uh, my generation, when I was their age and the generation behind me, the millennials, it seems like these fucking young people are voting which has got to be scaring the absolute shit out of people because <laughs> young people tend not to vote. And I mean, the, you know, the numbers from uh, 2022 may just be an anomaly, but they vote. The young people voted at a much higher rate than usual. And it kind of stopped the predicted red wave from happening. So uh, here's a, <laughs> we've been following this. This is a Peoria, Arizona, That's Peoria County, Arizona. A unified school district, this board member, Rebecca Hill, has been telling people to take their kids out of public school, which is, you know, interesting for somebody who got elected to the school board to say. Uh, but here she is going to ask, like, why we don't teach creationism in science class? Because, you know, it's uh, 2004 or something. And I was also wondering with... Uh you know, with uh, science uh, taking into account um, the difference between evolution and creation. I'm assuming they all do evolution, but do any of them reference creation to give people, you know, the kids an opportunity to have both provided for them to do the critical thinking and decide for themselves? Do we mention creation in any of the books? President Sandoval, uh, Mrs. Hill, again, I'll remind the board that the Arizona Department of Education dictates the standards and specific to that topic, what's in the standards, it's, it's exactly what's taught. So if creationism is not mentioned in the standards, it is not taught. And are you on the purple shirt laughing to choose a curriculum that has creation listed as a possibility for the creation of the of the universe? Uh, President Sandoval, Mrs. Rooks, that is not what I'm saying. I'm sorry. So we, okay, maybe you'll have to re-identify with me then. So are we able to get curriculum that has both listed or is Arizona bylaws, are the Arizona bylaws going to not allow us to do that? President Sandoval and Mrs. Hill, we are able to purchase curriculum that has a variety of topics in it. But again, I'll remind the board that we are only to teach what's in the Arizona Department of Education state standards. Okay. So I guess just dumbing it down, it's a no. <laughs> so no, we're not allowed to have no. creations. So yes, that's correct because it's not science. You could teach you could do create uh, comparative religious religion classes if you wanted, but boy would that lady really not like that, right? You could teach about the creation about Genesis if you had comparative religion classes. They'd be like history or anthropology classes for probably like AP students would probably take that stuff. Oh, but boy, would she be mad about that, I think, because then the kids would learn what the Muslims believe and what the Jews believe and what the Hindus believe. Maybe even what the Scientologists believe. They'd learn all that now. Oh, boy, that lady, our, our, our gal here really wouldn't like it. 
but don't worry, it gets better or worse, depending on your, uh, depending on your perspective. The author of the book who said uh, there was some, he made a remark, one of the coolest things about biology is that it's a science that keeps changing. And that science generally doesn't change all that much. Wait, what? It's pretty basic. Ladies the and The basic foundation please. for science. <laughs> the, people in the, the people in the audience were like, what? Does not a fluid state. No, the basic fucking the fundamental thing about science is that it does change. Is that because it's a process. It isn't the result. It's a process. And the, what we believe should change based on new evidence. That's like one of the fundamental principles of the philosophy of science. Six, the foundational network doesn't change. So, you know, like I said, that's, that's, I don't, I don't believe that to be true. And, you know, don't confuse follow the science with follow the scientist. Science is objective and factual. Scientists can be sold to the highest bidder. So we have to be really careful. Yes, ma'am. That's why we have peer review with and, you know, and replication when possible. To be knowledgeable in science. And Savas, they're kind of getting off the beaten road here. I, I think they're going into areas that are inappropriate. And I don't think that we should consider that particular curriculum. There are other ones I think we should consider. There's a lot on here I don't like, but I think McGraw-Hill would possibly be a, very good, be a very good second option. But Savas, we really... <laughs> everything she said was just... I mean, you, she couldn't have been more wrong about every fucking thing she said. Uh, bless her heart, as they might say. Bless her heart. <clears throat> this next one, this thing shouldn't be as funny as it is. We had to have a palate cleanser. So here's this week's palate cleanser. This, we've earned it. It's, it's, it's been a rough, it's been a rough show so far. We've earned this. It's a, <laughs> and of course the wonderful website Twitter is uh, doing what it does sometimes when we go to play videos from the wonderful website Twitter. It's uh, not necessarily uh, cooperating. Uh, here we go, finally. Today I'm gonna to be demonstrating how to defend yourself if your mom ever comes swinging at you with a sandal. This right here is my brother, he's going to be playing my mom. So let's say you did something wrong, right? And she swings at you, pop! Now you have wrist control. What you want to do now is move the trajectory of the sandal away from your face, and then pivot inward. From here, you can either break your arm. What I like to do is turn it around, pop! Now she's disarmed, and you have full control. Hey! Show me. Okay, guys. Um, this is my actual mom. Uh, let's do this one more time. So let's say she swings at you, right? <laughs> Fucking amazing. Fucking best video of the week. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we found that. I'm so glad I decided to leave it on the docket. It was fantastic. <laughs> Get him, mom. Get him. Here's a. Here's a guy, he lost his job in uh, the UK as, uh, I believe, an educator for, you know, <clears throat> whatever reason. Well, Piers, this is biblical teaching. It's not, it shouldn't be a surprise to you or anyone else. that. No, well, like I said, the Bible also teaches people to stone people to death, but well, we don't that, do that well, in uh, that's the, civilized that, places that, anymore. That, that's the penalty for sin, Piers, but Jesus died on the cross. So for adultery, you would, well, just to clarify then, he, for adultery, you think it's right to stone people to death? 
I think that as they do in all, Saudi Arabia, for example. Do you? All sin deserves the death penalty, and Jesus. So adultery is a sin. Let me finish, please. Well, hang on, hang on. Is adultery it, a sin? It's an important point. Is adultery a sin? Jesus died on the cross for sinners. He took, is it, he took the place Joshua, of sinners. is adultery a sin? <laughs> yes. So you want to execute everyone who's committed adultery? All sin, all 613 Judy. commandments, all sin is, is punishable by death. Right. Joshua, that's nuts, mate. <laughs> that's what the Bible And that's the problem, you see. Pierce. You start off, you had me at the start. <laughs> you had me about the pronoun issue because I think it's incredibly complicated. And I don't see, I also have a big concern about number of kids who are basically- He's like, I was with you when you were an anti-trans bigot. But he's like, now, he's like, now this is, you know, I can't, I can't co-sign this crazy. Well, it's like, Pierce, you're wrong about the, he's wrong about the trans shit too. Putting their hands up saying, I'm a woman, I, I'm a girl, I'm a boy when they're not. Is that what people are doing, Pierce? Um, but this stuff is nuts, mate. If you're going to say that everyone who's a sinner by the rule of the Bible has to be killed, there's no one left. Deserves the judgment. There's only you, there's only no, you left, and I don't feel comfortable I, about a world I'm with only Josh, Joshua Sutcliffe alive. Like, yo, like he's like, I was actually totally fine with your uh, anti-trans bigotry and your refusal to... The reason this guy got fired, clearly, was because he refused to use like pronouns, either of other staff at the school or of students. Probably both. You know, you find this, you know, when these people get canceled from educational institutions, we often end up finding out that they were shitty to the other staff, like shitty to the other staff all the way from like the administration down to like the people who clean the school. That's we always find that out. And I can almost guarantee you that was the case with this guy. Oh, here's a uh, Lauren Witzke. She may run for Senate again. This was the incredibly pilled. Um candidate for a Delaware uh, for the Senate, the United States Senate from Delaware. She lost to a uh, a person who's not pilled, if you could imagine that. Uh, shout out to Right Wing Watch, by the way. I'm a Delaware girl, so I'm seriously considering a look at that Senate seat. I ran for Senate in 2020, Oh my gosh, they buried me alive in mail and ballots, but they literally. You got like, so look up the results of her Senate race. She got fucking clobbered. The rules. So they allowed mail in ballots uh, during 2020, during COVID. And then immediately after my election, the judge overturned it and said it was unconstitutional. So basically, my entire Senate race was unconstitutional. And you would have won. And I would have won had the mail-in ballots not been a thing. You know, they harvested ballots, but I ended up getting 50,000 more votes than any Delaware Senate Republican candidate in Delaware history. Um, I got the most. And you know why? Because I went out and I fought for what I believe in. And I am seriously praying about it. I'm considering it. I woke up to a bunch of text messages and calls this morning. People were asking me to run. Um, but we will see what happens. Oh, that's very exciting. That's not very exciting. I hope she runs again, though, because she's fucking cooked. She's absolutely cooked. She was one of the QAnon candidates. You know, when they run those stories, oh, these are the people that believe in QAnon. She was one of them. Absolutely fucking cooked. So here, speaking of uh, QAnon people, um, here's uh, Clay Clark does the Reawaken America. Tori's on the uh, Steve Schultz show. That's the Elijah's List.com show. And um, he's... Uh, going to talk about how he's connecting profits to donald trump's inner circle again another clip from right wing watch uh shout out to right wing watch they do the good work over there 
And so again, Devin Nunes, it's good to see a guy who has who's running Truth Social. He's on the team. I had dinner with Devin. He loves our country. He loves yeah. Jesus. He's backstage at the Reawaken America Tour. And again, all of your listeners, if you come to these events, uh, you know, I, I say this consistently. I want the prophets, the, pa- the the patriots, and the pastors all to be connected. So we were, you know, Amanda Grace is backstage talking to to Devin Nunes. So Devin Nunes oh, so, and that Scientology lady, uh, Lee Dundas, is back there screaming at everybody. Uh, Laura Trump. Laura Trump. And Laura's been on your show. Yeah. Eric's wife. Um, she openly describes the battle of what we're facing right now as a spiritual battle which is, again, a far cry from the secular right that doesn't want to talk about God. You're so true, Clay. Yeah, it's so true. What an engaging host Steve Schultz over there is. Um, Another update for you is uh, President Trump called in at the past reawakened tour in Miami, uh, specifically. Oh, we we heard that. Yeah, he called Flynn or something, and they they had to put the microphone up to the fucking speakerphone to patch him in. It was uh, weird. Flynn and wanted to make a big announcement. And so I'm the MC and I'm the host, and it's like, well, President Trump wants to make a big announcement. Let's do that. And uh, he announced uh, to our audience that he's bringing he's bringing General Flynn back into his administration when he returns for term number two. Yeah. So big announcement for all. I the, thought he was currently in term number two. All the Flynn supporters out there. Um, Cash Patel yeah. is also on the reawakened tour. I met Cash's father. Um, just like you met my mom, I met Cash's oh, yeah. dad at the oh, Reawakened uh, America. Oh, boy, your mom Cash must be proud, Clay. Golfing together. Nice. Um, and I, I just say all that to say is big update number one is Trump's inner circle is embracing the prophets. So good. So good to hear it. Come out to these Reawakened tour events and show some love for the prophets. A lot of them show up for Conspiracy Bingo Night uh, on sometimes on Fridays and then Oftentimes, it'll bleed over into Catterday, where we uh, watch the Reawaken America tour together. Much more fun than attending. Prophets are showing up, and uh, this is unfamiliar territory for both the Patriots and the Prophets. And and they're not being disparaging of each other, but I'm telling you, both sides, when I call to confirm their speaking times, they always go... Are you sure that the, <laughs> that the Patriots want me? Or are you sure that the Prophets want me? They, they're kind of uncomfortable around each other. Yeah. And it was great to see Eric Trump find Amanda Grace, call her out by name, give her a hug. How you doing? Introduce her, her to his wife. And that's the kind Ew. of stuff that needs to be happening. Because Imagine getting hugged by Eric Trump. White House, and I believe he's going to. Yeah. We're going to need to make sure he is surrounded by both prophets and pastors that that's aren't true. afraid to work together. What a, like he's just explaining his cult event. He's like, oh, we bring out religious crazies and we bring out right wing nut job crazies and the occasional Scientologist. That's all he's doing really is like describing his fucking whacked out event. So here's a messianic rabbi. His name's Jonathan Kahn. He's going to um, talk about um, the. Uh, demoness in the uh, demonic possession and ancient goddesses. One of those ancient gods or spirits was called the Enchantress. The Enchantress. In ancient times, she was connected to a sign. Do you know what it was? The rainbow. And do you know what she was the goddess of? Sexual licentiousness, sexual immorality. Her ancient hymns declare that she has the power to turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man. She's she the sounds goddess great. that bends uh, sexuality, blurs, merges gender. 
She breaks the line. She breaks the distinction between man and woman, male and female, boy and girl. It is this spirit which is now taking possession of our culture. Well, now I know what we worship. And on the day that you redefine marriage, you place her sign on the nation's highest house, the White House, the sign of the goddess. You were, in effect, placing the nation into her hands, her ownership, her possession, a demonic possession. You call yourself a Christian, but you took the sacred sign of God, the sign he gave of mercy instead of judgment, and turned it against him on the White House. Do you fear judgment? Or what it is to invoke judgment on the nation you are supposed to lead? We worship the Enchantress. If you're listening to this podcast or watching the live stream or watching on YouTube, you worship the Enchantress. I didn't make the rules. That guy did. So if you remember Candace Taylor, Candace Taylor ran for, I believe, the House of Representatives in Georgia. I could be wrong, but she had like she was running. She had that uh, bus that was like God guns. And I don't remember God guns in America or whatever the fuck it said on it. Well, we kind of followed her a little bit during the campaign. But then when she lost the uh, primary, we lost track of her because she was, you know, not really in the public eye. Well, she's the chair of a district for the GOP in Georgia. And, well, I think I'm going to let her explain. More and more, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So, is it or not? I don't know 100%, but it's just, it doesn't make sense the other way. Now that you see it. it. the, The people that defend the globe don't know anything about the globe. Because if they knew a tenth of what Matt and I know about the globe... They would be flat earthers because it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't unsee this. All the globes everywhere. I turn on TV. There's globes in the background. There's globes on there right here. Like this would be a globe if I was a normal person. Like everywhere there's <laughs> This would be a globe. No, you would be a member of the IDW if you had like a sepia tone globe behind you, actually. You see them all the time. I mean, it's constant. My children will be like, Mama, globe, 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 globe. They're everywhere. And that's what they do to brainwash. And so for me, if it is not a conspiracy, if it is, you know, real, why are you pushing so hard everywhere I go, every store, you buy a globe, there's globes everywhere, every movie, every TV show, <laughs> news media. So that's deep inside the rabbit hole. The guy on the top, he's in the top right frame. We used to make fun of this guy so much. Flat Earth Dave. He was friends with Madison Star Moon. And he freaked out on me on Twitter on my old Plex Dave account before I got uh, unceremoniously banned from Twitter. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. Anyway, here's a here's a Blair Erskine kind of taking the piss out of out of that lady. And the funniest thing about this is that I don't know if you guys know who Sky Palma is. Sky Palma is a kind of a right or a left wing idiot, basically just a dumb fuck. Uh, he thought that this was a, a real video. He didn't know that this was like a satire video. And so he uh, tweeted about it and then got made fun of like a lot, like a lot, a lot. You know, I'm not a scientist because that is a made up job, but I know that the earth is flat. Okay. Because if the earth was round, why would maps be flat? They can never answer that, okay? And people want to be like, well, oh, if the earth is, is flat, then what about night and day? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think about it. Maybe because the earth is double-sided and God flips us over when it's time for us to go to bed and flips us back over when it's time for us to wake up like I do with my husband. Like, use your brain. Use your head for a minute. If the earth was round like a globe 
Everything would be falling off of it. All the oceans would be dripping down it like ice cream, okay? Unless the earth is a DQ blizzard where nothing falls out. But even then, sometimes things do fall out and they do have to give you your money back. So that doesn't really make sense to me. They're trying so hard to make us think the earth is a globe. I see globes on TV, globes at my children's school. I saw a globe at Hobby Lobby, a place of worship, Hobby Lobby. There was a globe there. I mean, if I were a normal person, there would be a globe behind me. But I have a rotary telephone that's not hooked up to anything, so Bill Gates can't track me. Okay? I'm using my head. Uh, I usually don't play like other commentators or satirists, but that was fucking funny. And like her satire of what that other lady said was just like, wasn't really that much different than what that other lady was saying. Oh man. Ah, we've got, we're not going to make it through the whole docket this evening. So we're going to skip a little bit here. Here's a uh, Dennis Prager. Um, my favorite thing about his show is that he has that, the logo at the bottom left next to, you'll see it says uh, right here, it says DP. It's a thing that he probably thinks is uh satanic, but it says it on the screen and he's going to talk about, well, he's going to talk about racism and the language that, that we choose. So this is going to be great. Just absolutely fantastic. And it's Florida, which I opened up with last hour, opened up with this uh, story. The NAACP has announced that blacks should not visit Florida because it is hostile to blacks. And uh, it, it, there is open hostility toward African-Americans and people of color. By the way, that is fascinating that the NAACP, whose name is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, calls colored people African-Americans. Well, no. Okay, there's a lot going on here. They said people of color. I thought that that term died. By the way, I have been using black all of my life. It's really funny. Uh, I, I never wavered. I uh, That was what seemed to me to make the most sense. I didn't fall into any of the traps of African-American, African, African-American, Afro-American, whatever, whatever the, the... He just wants so bad to say the N-word right now. You could tell. He just, he, just wants, he just wants to say it so bad. That Jesse Jackson came up with at the time. I didn't understand what was wrong with black to begin with. By the way, when you think about it, uh, e Negro had no uh, negative connotation whatsoever. Whoa, dude. Either, but I understand because it could sound like the N-word or whatever. That's why you like it. It was dropped. I, I get that. But black is fine. Anyway, be aware of the open hostility toward African Americans and people of color. They lied. The NAACP lied because the NAACP is a left-wing organization and truth is not a left-wing value. They said that uh, the... Uh, that the what is let's see oh yes aggressive attempts by DeSantis and the Republicans in Florida to quote erase well er, aggressive attempts is part of the quote aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity equity and inclusion programs in Florida schools that's correct uh, the second part is correct. The the, uh, this guy again. This is another person. This guy's not a very good broadcaster. I'm a better broadcaster than than DP here. Erase black history, as I noted, and forgive me if you heard it. It's just so important to repeat because you need to remember it. Florida public schools are required by law to teach students about the enslavement experience, abolition, the civil rights movement, and the history and contributions of Americans to the, 
of the, the African diaspora. And as well as students shall develop an understanding of the ramifications of prejudice, racism, and stereotyping on individual freedoms. It's all part of the law in Florida as of now. But the NAACP doesn't care, so it lied that there is an aggressive movement to erase black history. Wow. That's just... Just... Not true it sounds so nothing. Lie is the only proper word. All right. All right, DP, whatever you say. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I mean, these people are just like, how do people listen to Dennis Prager? Like, I mean, I understand maybe people that are like bigots or like, like old timey kind of bigots, like think what he's saying is true. Maybe I don't believe that obviously like, you know, but how do they listen to him? I mean, there's I have like annoying, like probably like verbal tics that I do. I'm sure there are probably things that I, uh, especially like on video, I'm a little fidgety and stuff, but I feel like I'm easy enough to listen to. How do people listen to Dennis Prager? Anyway, here's Matt Walsh going to talk about crime sports, whatever the fuck that is. That's journalistic malpractice, obviously. But the truth is that this is not just a media story. It goes much deeper than that. Consider the fact that even after the truth came out, the victim is the one who's been apologizing. Here's a, a groveling quote from Sarah Comrie's GoFundMe page, which uh, is over $100,000 now, I think. Quote, Sarah holds racial justice and equity dear and has dedicated her life to serving NYC's most challenged individuals. Translation, Sarah Comrie, like so many other white women in this country, got what she voted for. And even when she's confronted with the reality of what she supports, she still feels that she has to affirm it. The woman has had her life ripped to shreds by a mob of racist ghouls. I mean, they are trying to destroy her for fun. That's why she was targeted by these kids in the first place, just for fun. Take her bike and destroy her life, because why not? So she, the story they're talking about, this is actually like a rental bike. These, the, she didn't own the bike, neither did the, the young people. And still, she signals her allegiance to the very predators who have made her the prey. And this is far from the first case like this. Remember, uh, remember Amy Cooper? A few years back, some whack job named Christian didn't like that Amy Cooper's dog wasn't on a leash in Central Park. So what does he do about that? Well, according to his own posts on Facebook, Christian tried to lure the woman's dog away from her with treats. And here's what Christian told Amy Cooper, quote, Look, if you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you're not going to like it. Come here, puppy. Then Christian wrote, quote, I pulled out dog treats I carry just for such intransigence. Amy Cooper's life was destroyed because she called the police on that lunatic, who again is the one who instigated. How dare you give my dog a treat? She lost her job. Like Sarah Comrie, she was attacked for her skin color. And in the end, she was the one who apologized. I'm not a racist, she insisted. Now, there's a reason the media has to lie about the stories of Sarah, Sarah Comrie and Amy Cooper, not to mention the most egregious recent example, which was Daniel Penny. And the reason is simple. It's because they can't find videos and news stories of white people going out and hunting black people. Wait, what? What the fuck? It just doesn't. Is happen. that what they're? Is they lie and pretend it happens all the time. And a lot of white leftists believe it, even when their lives come crashing down because of it. But it's not true. And the people spreading this narrative, they know that it isn't true.
Just this weekend, the NAACP Board of Directors issued a travel advisory for Florida. And they were warning that the state, under the leadership of that infamous white supremacist Ron DeSantis, is not safe for black people. Not safe for black people because of white people, just to be clear. But, but guess where the board's chairman lives? Florida? Florida, of course. Okay. So these people don't believe their own nonsense. So is he just supposed to move? But they expect you to believe it. Or at least pretend that you do. On the other hand, black people committing crimes against white people for sport is common. In fact, it's so common now. For sport? It's one of the fastest growing genres on social media. Here's just one example from the UK. Watch as a black TikToker perpetrates a kind of casual home invasion, walking into a random white family. Yo, no, no, this person they're talking about is a lunatic. For the sake of going viral. Watch this. Yeah, yeah, the, the person, like, everybody agrees that the person, like, they're talking about on TikTok that, like, like just walked into somebody's house for a TikTok video is crazy. Nobody thinks that that's, like, good. There's, everybody was talking about that and making fun, making fun. The fucking people on TikTok were making videos about what an absolute dumb fuck that guy is. So, like, no, we're not, that's, Matt's, if you could imagine this, a lying, as, as he does. Here's uh, Matt talking about uh, diversity gonna be great right it's gonna be fantastic all right this is from cnn uber's diversity chief is on leave from the company after criticism from some employees related to an internal panel called don't call me karen bo young lee uber's chief diversity and inclusion officer is on a leave of absence according to a uh, uber spokesperson lee oversaw a series of sessions called moving forward at uber that focused on issues around race gender identity and class one of the more recent sessions was titled Don't Call Me Karen and focused on the experiences of a handful of women, uh, women leaders, a, a person familiar with the matter told CNN. Karen is a slang term that usually refers to a middle aged white woman with a strong sense of entitlement, often at the expense of people of color. Lee was put on leave after a follow up uh, listening session in response to concerns about the Don't Call Me Karen panel resulted in additional concerns. So there was a listening session in response to concerns, which resulted in concerns. And so she was put on leave. Um, black and Hispanic workers at Uber first felt that the organizers of the event were focusing more on the harms caused by using the moniker Karen than the harms white people can inflict on people of color. In a follow-up listening session, the Times reported, some employees felt that their concerns weren't being heard and that instead, of a, uh, that instead of a chance to provide feedback or have a dialogue, they were lectured by Lee about their response to the initial Don't Call Me Karen event. Okay, so there was... There were concerns and there was a listening sh session about those concerns, which but like you can take it, you could take an article like this and like cut out parts of it that you want to read and make it seem like the article is nonsensical to more concerns. Jimmy Dore does the shit out of that. They had a follow up listening session about the concerns that came from their listening session about the concerns. And those also created concerns. And so what we need is that we need now a third listening session about the concerns from the listening session about the concerns from the original session. We just got to keep, we got to keep listening and keep talking about yeah, this is just how meetings work. Very concerned. Like somebody in chat just said, well, I'm concerned too. And my concern is this, that um, if you, if you still have any confusion about what these diversity initiatives actually are, well, this should clear it up. Diversity absolutely means anti-white. That's what it means. All diversity initiatives are anti-white initiatives. 
any time why about any kind of diversity initiative anywhere but diversity often includes queer people some of whom are white whether it's in government in corporations uh in any institution at all it is an anti-white initiative diversity is an anti-white conspiracy and you can clip that and cut it and post it on twitter because i know you will because that's what it is media matters did exactly that yeah doubted it well here you go because the diversity chief at uber tried to do one thing okay host one event this was one session as part of a series where they were talking all about diversity and all the ways that uh, quote-unquote people of color are victimized and in the middle of that series just one session one little event where she she tepidly suggested that hey you know Maybe we also shouldn't use racial slurs against white people. Is Karen a racial slur against white people? I don't think it is. I think it's it's a description of a kind of person who behaves in a certain way. You know, maybe we shouldn't do that. And just that one time, and she was fired for it. The uh, the black. No, no, she wasn't fired. She was put on lead. No, no, she wasn't fired. You're just lying now. Offended. They were offended by it. 99.99999% of all diversity and equity material and all training is all about telling the black and Hispanic workers how great they are and how wonderful they are and how persecuted they are and how everyone else is out to get them and they're right about everything. That's 99.999% of everything. But th- this was the 0.000001% of cases where it focused on somebody else briefly and they were furious. They, they just couldn't handle it. How dare she shift the focus away from them for 12 seconds? 12 seconds? can't do that. Never. How dare she suggest, most of all, that they should actually maybe treat white people with some level of basic human respect and decency? So so that was the really egregious thing, is that not only did this diversity chief briefly shift the focus away from you know, racial minorities to talk about white people. But she also suggested that if you're a racial minority, and I doubt that she put it this frankly, but she, you know, this was the implication. She suggested that if you're a racial minority, you know, you, maybe there are some standards of conduct that apply to you too. Maybe. Like maybe you can't just say whatever you want all the time. Maybe there's times when you should also think about what you're saying and treat. Yes. Uber is a company famous for just for treating, uh, black and brown people very well my god anybody look into the history of uber respect maybe and because she did that she's now um fired or on a leave of absence anyway because that's not what these programs are supposed to be about they're supposed to be (sighs) anti-white he like misrepresented things he he corrected himself there after saying that this person was fired um you could have a thing don't call me karen right well it could be an open dialogue about that but like uber's history on this stuff is pretty bad and so that's probably being taken into account i don't know the new the new uh there's new sheriffs in town over at uber and they may be doing a better job i certainly hope they are because people do work there and the drivers for uber deserve to be you know treated a little bit better but they have a pretty nasty history over there at uber and, you know, maybe they just have kind of a zero tolerance policy for shit that could make them look bad. <laughs> After all, they were using the Uber software to spy on celebrities. Like they were doing all kind of shit.
So yeah, maybe they are, maybe they're a little trigger happy over there about stuff as well. They should be. Here's the daily wire C team, Michael Knowles, uh, talking about pride. We're a few days out now, week out from rainbow month. So another company has gone gay. This is Which a company? commercial actually from some years ago. I think it's about two years ago. It's just come back up though. It has made it. So they went gay two years ago? In the wake of Transheiser Bush destroying the most popular beer. Transheiser Bush, get the fuck out of here. Which company is it? This certainly would pain the founder of this company. Ford Motor Company, super duper gay. Take it away, Ford. This would pain the founder of Ford. Ford Henry Ford was a Nazi. Like, I don't call people that. You notice I don't use that word very often. Henry Ford was a Nazi. Commercial opens. Do not attempt to recreate or reenact this scene. And then where it should have a, a warning label, you know, the rating for like a movie, it's the pride flag. Yeah, we saw it, Michael. It's rated for progress. We saw it. It's kind of cute. Here we go. We got two mud-soaked Ford trucks. Go, baby. One looking meaner than the next. They're off-roading. They're driving hard. They're driving fast. Driving through water. Anybody anybody surprised that Michael Knowles didn't make it as an actor? And the, oh, but then the water washed all the mud away, and it's gay. That's a dope truck. The truck has I don't even like trucks. I'd rock the I'd rock the gay truck. On it, which for virtually all of human history was a sign, a symbol given by God of his covenant with mankind that he would never again destroy the world in a flood. Now it just symbolizes weird sex stuff. And pro- <laughs> weird sex stuff. I mean, I'm into it. Sins. And then what happens? The rainbow truck wins. So it's not just well, maybe it's the upgraded truck, model. The LGBTQ, the trans truck is accepted it's in the race it wins it has to win the trans truck has got to win probably now ford would not make that commercial why reason being that bud light has been destroyed i'm not sure bud light can ever recover formerly the most popular beer in america i think transheiser push destroyed that and they destroyed it in part because they wanted to stand in the middle of the road so they couldn't totally embrace the dylan mulvaney beer can but they also couldn't totally disavow the dylan mulvaney beer can because the the audience the consumer base hated the dylan mulvaney trans can but the investor class the, the liberal establishment the media the powers that be, they love the trans can and they exert a lot of control over the companies through things like ESG, through things like GARM, through GARM. What is GARM? All of these international associations and agreements. Through the, through the YMCA. That if you want access to advertising, if you want access to capital, you've got to tow this crazy woke line. And so Bud Light has been wrecked by that. Now, some companies are trying to dial it back. A target decided to hire a Satanist to promote weird trans clothing lines to all sorts of people. There no, no, no. They bought, like, at the very beginning of this, we saw Ben Collins from uh, NBC suggest, tell us what happened. They just bought a couple designs from uh, a designer. 
for children's trans clothing lines. There's been backlash against that. Now Target executives reportedly are scrambling. Ford, I assume, is going to try to suppress this commercial. It ain't 2021 anymore. What changed? What changed here is conservatives were able to institute an effective boycott of Bud Light. It just took it a little bit too far, and frat boys and construction workers actually stood up and said, no, we're not going to drink this stuff anymore. And furthermore, Bud Light it became so egregious that it became a meme. So now if you're at a bar, you say like, hey guys, what do you want to drink? All right, I'm going to get, I'm going to get some Yingling. Maybe I'm going to get some shots of Jameson. And then if you want to make fun of your bar. Oh, hey, check it out. Um, look, at, look, at, look up uh, Jameson during Pride. Buddy, you'll say. And uh, Johnny over there, I'm, I'm going to get him a Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Johnny. I'm making fun of you. I'm calling you effeminate. <laughs> Nobody hangs out with you, though, Michael. Don't give me a Bud Light, man. Come on. And so it's become a joke, and it's very hard to recover from being a joke. I mean, that's, that's really brutal. Same thing probably happening to Ford here. We've got to keep up that pressure. Matt made this point. He articulated it directly, but this has been the point that has been building for months now, which is we need to make that symbol toxic, the pride flag symbol, we need to make that toxic. We need to have companies think twice about it. Everyone was talking about the, the Dylan Mulvaney incident as being harmful to the Bud Light brand. That's true. But more importantly, it was, it was harmful to the Dylan Mulvaney brand. Now, now other companies are going to think twice before sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney because they don't want to lose $6 billion in market cap in two days. That's what we got to do. And then once we make these things. So that didn't happen. Anheuser-Busch didn't lose six billion market cap. As we're making these symbols culturally toxic, we've got to bring in the cavalry. We've got to come back in with more political force to ban some of this stuff. To say no. Talked about it yesterday with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, this anti-Christian drag troupe that is being honored by the L.A. Dodgers. Yo, the sisters like do so much charity work in San Francisco. We had a story about them on a down ballot. Dodgers are either going to exalt the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence or they're going to exalt the Carmelite nuns. (laughs) They're going to exalt regular, normal Christian sisters. They're either going to exalt LGBTism, prideism, or Christianity. It's going to have to be one or the other. They're conflicting moral views. And we are going to operate according to some moral view. Which one's it going to be? Uh, the queer one. Down now. The, the, the progress that conservatives have made on this just between 2021 and 2023, the fact that companies are trying to suppress these videos now, back off them, that shows we are... How do you know Ford's trying to suppress that video? ...much, much harder. Uh, how does he... Why would... I've never heard anything about Ford trying to suppress that video. He just made that shit up. Ford not trying to suppress a vi- that video. Ford probably forgot about that video. I mean, you know, the marketing department there is busy. That's a giant company. They have marketing for all the holidays. And Pride's now a holiday. So tough shit, Michael. Tough fucking shit. This one's weird. Uh, This is some shit. This is a new one. New conspiracy theory just dropped. Candace Owens is going to tell us. Well, you'll have to see it for yourself here. This one. This one's new. (laughs) I don't know what's happening anymore, guys. <laughs> no, you anymore. I don't know if we are being invaded by China. I think it's the, I now need to believe in a conspiracy theory. I need to believe that China somehow hired 
all of the marketing agencies that they're running all the marketing agencies and they're the ones that are suggesting to these corporations that they go this way that they say hey here's an idea you have this customer that loves the outdoors why don't you blow up your entire customer base by putting a drag queen in the center of a place where drag queens just don't hang out and that is in nature they like a nice makeup chair they like their weaves and they like their nails but drag queens are not out in nature so why do this has nobody learned from Bud Light? Obviously, adding this to the list of places that I will never, repeat, never shop again. There will be nothing in my home that is from the North Face or Patagonia. I, 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 it just defies reality. We must be being attacked. We, we have to. We have to be under attack. This must be Putin. Putin must have done this. Putin is sending drag queens to America. It, because he wants the right, the wrong. What's Wait, why is Putin sending drag queens here? So New conspiracy theory just dropped. War with Ukraine, so I'm going to have a proxy war with you via drag queens. It's Putin. Believe that. It's the only thing we can believe in. But in the meantime, do not shop at North Face. Okay? <laughs> I don't think that the, the target audience for the North Face watches the Daily Wire. Those are like outdoorsy people. I don't think they care. The North Face is also like a like kind of a like a prestige brand, right? It's not people shop at the North Face because of the logo. It's not like yeah, it's like almost like fashion. It's like outdoor fashion stuff. A lot of North Faces in the city, like in the cities. Not a lot of North Faces out in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I I'm I don't I'm not really I don't really care that much about clothes, but I the North Face, I know that it's like kind of a prestige brand. And we're about out of time for the podcast part of the show. Don't worry about it, though. We're uh, going to stick around for Red Light. I have a lot of great shit for Red Light. Some uh, news about Ethan Schmidt, actually. So uh, stick around. And if you're listening to the pod, well, uh, too bad. We're going to have to leave you after this. But we're going to check in on old Brett and Heather. Um, and here's, uh, here's uh, Heather just sort of suggesting maybe that HIV doesn't cause uh, what people would have referred to in the past as AIDS. The conversation that we had a while back um, after I read Celia Farber's Serious Adverse Events, which is about the history of AIDS and HIV, in which um, many people, many of which should have known, could have known, including literally two Nobel laureates, Luc Montagnier and Carrie Mullis, came to the conclusion, surprising to themselves, um, that they didn't see any evidence that HIV could be the cause of AIDS. What the um, fuck? I don't remember exactly where each of them came out, um, but you know, one, one of the position among, I don't know, let's call it the AIDS dissidents, the HIV dissidents, uh, is HIV may be involved, um, but it can't be the causal agent given... given the, you know, so many things. Um, like what, Heather? What? It but included in which is like all these people um, with HIV that never manifest with AIDS at all. And that's because of medication. Certain number of people with AIDS that don't have HIV, although that's less common because HIV turns out to be actually a pretty common fellow traveler for a lot of people. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? So, a common fellow traveler? What that, the fuck? That reality caused me to consider 
whether or not there are other situations like this, right? You know, to what degree, to what degree are some other vaccines uh, which are targeted against a particular pathogen maybe effective against that pathogen? But if that pathogen doesn't actually do the thing it is purported to do in being the primary cause of a disease, then you also don't want that vaccine because there's no reason to go after that pathogen. Oh my fucking God. Uh, listen, folks, the reason people don't get what we used to be referred to as like full-blown AIDS from HIV is because of medication. Because the healthcare system, after a lot of hemming and hawing because of who was being affected by the disease that they were first calling the gay cancer, which was gross, a little hemming and hawing from uh, the federal government and some from the state governments until uh, old Ronnie's uh, pal, uh, old Ronnie's pal. Oh, no. What's his name? The famous. Uh, oh, no. I forget his name now. It like escapes me. Ronald Reagan's friend uh, died of died of AIDS. I forget his name, but it was one of Ronald Reagan's friends. Yeah, Rock Rock Hudson. Yeah, Rock Hudson died of AIDS. Now all of a sudden it's a panic because some rich guy that the president knows has died of it. So the but the reason that people don't get what is what used to be referred to as full blown AIDS is because we have medication that prevents that. It doesn't mean that the disease isn't the proximate cause of what was once referred to as full-blown AIDS. It just means that we're able to stop it from doing that to you. The fucking, uh, fucking people I know or knew or know died of AIDS. I'm 46 years old. People 10 years older than me, 15 years older than me. Their communities were ravaged. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, and chat's letting me know that Nancy Reagan was actually Rock Hudson's friend. Well, anyway, friend of the Reagans. So these people have just, they've gone, I think it's because they can't, they have to keep upping the ante or they're not going to be able to keep growing their, growing their audience, right? That's why she's doing this. Unless she really believes this. And if that's the case, then she's stupid and she has no interest in the science at all. And uh, I talked to Marcus Homozygote and we're going to. Uh, suffer through in the next couple of weeks we'll watch an episode of the uh, dark horse podcast even though they've been fired we'll make special exceptions for when uh, marcus is around so i guess that's the podcast uh thanks everybody for hanging out during the podcast part of the show i wasn't not paying attention to chat but i wasn't, wasn't talking to you that much uh we'll be back for red light in a few minutes here after i play boomers and i will pay attention to the chat if you're listening to the podcast, you want the rest of the show, you can go to eplex.store, sign up for any of the, the tiers, and you will get the audio and video, and it'll be released a day before the podcast comes out. You can also get the same at Patreon, but I do recommend it at eplex.store because you get a discount on all of our merch at the Fourth Wall store. Um, and if you're looking for just merch, you can get that at eplex.store as well. Uh, this is Boomers by Periscope, and um, just sorry about the state of the world and the news and uh we'll endeavor to have a bit more fun when i get back
Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.